Welcome to episode five of the Partnership in Sports podcast. Another episode, but the same saying. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode five of the Partnership in Sports podcast. This is your host, Brandon Hino, as always. Before we get started with today's episode, I just wanted to relay that all thoughts and opinions stated in this podcast are of my own and are not shared by the Los Angeles Rams organization. With that said, ready to jump into today's episode, where we sat down with Nina Takanuchi, who is currently the Associate Director of Organizational Communications and Partnership Marketing at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center. Cedars-Sinai is based in Los Angeles and is rated as the number one hospital in California and the number two hospital in the nation. And part of Nina's role, as she'll explain in the episode, is to manage the various sports partnerships that Cedars-Sinai has, including the Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Clippers, and Angel City FC. And part of why I was so excited to interview Nina is because she's actually our first guest from the brand side. Our previous three guests have come from the property and team side, so it's been great to get their perspective, but thought it'd be very beneficial to reach the other side and hear the other side's perspective being the brand side. So Nina, in this episode, will take us through the various partnerships that Cedars-Sinai Medical Center has and kind of transitions this conversation as we look into future guests, as I really want to have this be an expansive um, group of guests. So we've had people from the team and property side. Nina, obviously, is on the brand side. As we look into future episodes, we'd love to continue to build on these two areas, but also have possibly someone from the agency side or someone from the player agency side. Um, doing NIL deals, for example. So anyone, if you have any suggestions or if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out and we'd love to set set it up. But with that being said, excited to get to today's episode and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Partnerships in Sports podcast. I am speaking with Nina Takanuchi. She is currently working at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, uh, the number one hospital in California and number two in the nation. And her current role is the Associate Director of Organizational Communications and Partnership Marketing. Nina, how's your night going today? It's going. I'm happy to be chatting with you tonight. Yeah, so a couple of a fun fact about Nina that I tell everyone when I meet her is so first off, fun fact, she's our first guest coming from the brand side of it, opposed to the sports property side. But a fun fact about Nina is that I actually knew of her before I even met her. Um, I had a spent, spent a little bit of time with the Clippers and we would always have these bobblehead nights. And I worked, uh, they would always tell me to send these bobbleheads to Nina. So I would send, you know, essentially about about maybe five or six bobbleheads throughout the year. So that was actually how I first met her. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for joining joining us on the podcast today. Um, as usual, we're going to start off with a quick, fun question just to get to know you. So I learned that you actually went, uh, and or sorry, studied film in college uh, after going to school at UCSD. You actually got your master's in film and video in London. So my fun question for you is going to be a pretty basic question, but what is your favorite movie or film of all time? It's such a loaded question. Everybody thinks it's easy, but it's really not. Um, And then when you start talking to film students, it gets really weird because we'll start to like ramble off movies you've never heard of. Um, My 
favorite movie moment um, is Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro, um, who is currently enjoying some fame with uh, the latest rendition of Pope Pinocchio. Um, but it's incredible. It's got some really, really deep themes um, and the visuals are second to none. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it. And remember that it's my favorite movie. I'm happy to discuss it at any point in time. Yeah, yeah. And if you have any other, I'm like terrible. I'm not very good with films or movies at all. I maybe watch a couple movies every year. That's like trending on number one on Netflix and that's it. And also <laughs> in part because my girlfriend has forced me to, but that's a great point. And if you have any film questions, We'll send them your way. Um, but yeah, kind of jumping into this episode today, um, as mentioned, um, you are the Associate Director of Organizational Communications and Partnership Marketing, which is a very loaded title. So I want to kind of take a second to, to, to deep dive into that uh, title and just ask your role at Cedars-Sinai. Um, what is your role at Cedars-Sinai? How? What are your different responsibilities um, as it pertains to sports partnerships and also um, outside of it, possibly? Yeah, so I'm going to start kind of bigger and then narrow down to sports partnerships. So I'm going to tackle the organizational comms piece of my title first. Um, I started on the marketing side and moved over to communications, although they are related. They're not exactly the same thing. Um, but, you know, we are a hospital and we had a very, very intense time during COVID. Um, and during that time, there wasn't a whole lot of marketing going on. Um, we wanted people to stay away from hospitals, right? But we had a whole lot of stuff to communicate um, to the public, keeping everybody healthy, to our patients, about the ever-changing policies of coming you know, to a hospital, things like that. Um, and I, I became very, very heavily involved in that kind of informational communication um, that goes out to patients, visitors, the general public. And so now my role is very much um, that that piece of communication that goes out that's not, you know, marketing necessarily, um, but is really helping our patients, visitors, the general public understand what they need to. Um, now that we're in this kind of new space, right, there was COVID, now we're what some people like to call post-COVID. Um, but the way that folks have started to consume healthcare is very different from what it used to be. Um, and so my current role addresses a lot of that um, as it relates to sports partnerships, this is something that I've done, you know, since since I started at Cedars um, and I oversee, you know, the strategy, um, the day to day, uh, the asset allocation, what messaging we put where, um, as well as the deployment of those assets um, and execution of, you know, on the ground activations. Yeah, it's perfect. And I think um, you were talking Pre, uh, episode here, just how you jumped on to Cedars. Uh, you were actually part of the Cedars Sinai Carry Job Institute in 2015, which focuses on sports medicine. Um, but then you hopped on to uh, Cedars Sinai PR. Is that, or sorry, what was the the phrasing that you had mentioned for the main uh, branch of Cedars, if you will? Yeah, Cedar Sinai Marketing. Cedar um, and Marketing. so, yeah, Cedar Sinai Curl and Job is an affiliate of Cedar Sinai. Um, they specialize in sports medicine and orthopedic surgery. Um, and, you know, I, that was kind of my bridge from my past life, if you will, um, where I worked on the agency side in experiential marketing with one of the top athletic apparel retailers in the world. 
Um, and in that, you know, in that world, if you will, I worked, you know, with PR, with a bunch of different verticals within that space, both on a local level in LA and Chicago, um, as well as with their world headquarters. And, you know, looking back, that role helped me understand how a brand interfaces with everything, influencers, teams, players, venues, um, and it was really a crash course in the industry of sports. Um, once I kind of onboarded to Curl and Job, that taught me healthcare. Um, because they were sports medicine, there was that little bridge, um, but there was a lot to learn about healthcare. And so that was my crash course in healthcare. And, you know, that led me to Cedar sinai proper, where I found this really like weird niche yeah. that I've really thrived in ever since. Cedar Sinai proper. That was this. That was a saying that I did not write down. So, like, <laughs> Nina, I'm my knowledge of the medical field industry is very, very bad. Only took one bio class in college and failed it. So, so my apologies uh, for mis for misspeaking there. But I think the question that I wanted to ask was, as you transitioned your role into Cedar Sinai proper and that marketing side, you were talking a little bit about um, sports partnerships when you first joined, and at the time. Cedar sinai had recently entered the, the sports partnership space. So can you talk a little bit about as you started your role um, managing sports partnerships on Cedars, how that started off and how it kind of transitioned and evolved into your role now and then the various partnerships that you guys have brought on? Yeah, um, I think when I first started in my role, it was it was kind of a novelty. It was a little bit rare for healthcare healthcare entities to be partnering with sports teams. It wasn't as popular as it is now. I'm sure now you can go to any city and there will be to some degree some type of healthcare system that's sponsoring a team or partnering with a team. Um, and so it was, you know, it was really an interesting space um, and uncharted territory, if you will. And when I came into my role, you know, different individuals oversaw each uh, different team. And so it was, you know, it helped with the workload, but I think it also made each partnership a little different from the other. There wasn't an overarching strategy. Um, and as things moved around within our department, it became clear that the both the sponsorships, the, the partners, as well as the institution would benefit from everybody going under one umbrella. Because even though we had, you know, different asset allocations within each of those teams, they could all be brought under a single strategy, which is ultimately where you want to be, right? Because you only have one objective. Mm -hmm. um, and so in order to meet that objective, you want to first start with a single strategy and look into each of those asset allocations for each team to feed into that strategy in a way that's authentic to the team. Yeah. And the good thing is you get bobbleheads from every team since you're the only I, I, <laughs> I have the most bobbleheads from you, I think. But that's um that's the kind of the way that I want to transition this conversation. You talked about the word objectives. And that's something that um again, you're the first guest that we've had on the brand side. We've had a lot of guests on, or shouldn't say a lot of, we're still growing, had guests on the property side. And that's something that's really important, whether it's selling a partnership to a, a brand and then executing is how are we always focusing on those objectives? That the brand has to really make this partnership successful. Um, so as you mentioned, you're the individual person that are that is managing these sports partnerships. And Cedar Sinai has quite the portfolio of uh, partnerships: uh, Clippers, Rams, um, Angel City FC. Um, 
So I guess the first question would be just to talk about those high level objectives. Um, what are some of those key objectives that are important to Cedars um, within a sports partnership? And how second part of that question is how might these objectives change um, as we look at different properties, whether it's the Clippers uh, or the Rams or Angel City FC, for example? Yeah, so I mean, a tricky thing about healthcare, um, we don't have objects to sell, right? We're not Corona, we're not Kia, we don't have a, a tangible, you know, object to sell. Um, of course, we have services, but those are tricky too, right? Because healthcare both happens all the time, and it's unexpected. And so it's really for us, our objective is, you know, in this really unique space of, of healthcare, um, we have to remain top of mind for health decisions. And health, health decisions can run the gamut, you know, from your primary care physician that you're seeing every year, as everyone should, um, to knowing who to go to when you have, you know, a really life changing um, health occurrence. You know, and, and we can't predict all of those things. And so for us, you know, it, it's hard for me to connect our sports sponsorship to somebody walking in the door of our hospital. That is a very hard thing to track. Um, but what what I can continuously try to do is ensure that we are top of mind for those health decisions. Mm. Um, and so that, that being said, so that kind of goes to brand recognition, but at, you know, at the same time, Cedar sinai has its roots in LA. We started by serving a marginalized population and that part of that history remains with us today. So community is also a very, very big piece of what we do. When you say community, that's what's in our hearts. That's, yeah. that's where this hospital started. Um, and we want to remain true to that. Um, and when we talk about, you know, the sponsorship and being team doctors um, for these teams, what we're really trying to say is that, you know, again, to us being top of mind is that you're, you're being treated by the very best in the field in so many ways, right? And so it's not only communicating um, that, that we stay top of mind, but that you're making the right decision. Um, so really like the answer to that is it's very multifaceted. It's not as, um, mm. quantitative as some other sponsors can be, you yeah. know, we sold X amount of, of this thing at, you know, this game, we can't do that. Um, but I think still we have very, um, very solid objectives. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to how we're we're making an impact on our communities and the people of LA. Yeah, no brand recognition, community, um, team doctors, etc. Definitely see that as part of the partnership as you know, uh, being a member of the Rams. But the second part of that question just being so with those objectives in mind, are these objectives? Um, or I shouldn't say objectives, are the assets in the various partnership deals you have with the Clippers, the Rams, Angel City FC, are they all the same to hit these same objectives? Um, or are some of these partnerships more heavily focused in one objective or the other? I know from speaking on an asset perspective, the Rams, for example, don't have all the same assets that the Clippers do. The Clippers having um, cultural heritage nights that Cedars is, is attached to. So as you look at different as at the different partnerships, um, 
the way that these partnerships are, are structured and executed? Are they different based on the property as it relates to cedars? And But does it still focus on those high-level objectives? Yeah, and I think that's the key, right? We have the high, these high-level objectives, which are what we want to hit, you know, always. Um, but we also, and this is a big thing for me personally, we have to stay authentic to the demographic of the team. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, Brandon, coming from the Clippers and going to the Rams, that those demographics are very, very different um, for your fan base. And we, I strive as I'm strategizing and as I'm looking at, you know, how we activate our assets um, is to, to say, how can we hit these high level objectives you know, staying top of mind, making sure that we are, you know, being involved in the community in the same way, you know, how can we support the teams and how they support community? And again, it's being authentic to the fans and the team, how the team speaks to their fans, mm-hmm. um, because that's when you get people to listen. And so that's how, you know, things that we might do with the Clippers when you're looking at something on the ground might look very different from the Rams, but we're all kind of, you know, it's all feeding up to mm-hmm. making sure that folks know, you know, what, what we offer yeah. and making sure that they know mm-hmm. where to go and who to call um, when those health occurrences come up, because again, it's so unpredictable, but yeah. if we make that easy for them and if we can create that connection on the ground, um, that's really going to help us reach those objectives. And speaking of demographics, and that's a great point. Um, I want to touch on specifically your recent partnership with Angel City FC, um, primarily, or sorry, I shouldn't even say primarily. It is a women's soccer team, but primarily uh, women's uh, owned and uh, owned and run. Um, so with that, it's kind of safe to assume that most of the demographics in terms of fans of this organization uh, are more woman led compared to. Um, the Rams or or the Clippers. Um, so with that in mind, I just want to discuss your recent partnership with them and how that aspect is important that you were primarily reaching, um, reading up a little bit on the partnership. It's focused on women's uh, health education as well as youth health education. So I guess as we kind of discuss that specific aspect of demographics and how it that's an important part of a partnership as well as the demographics of the team, if you could just touch up a little bit um, on, on that aspect with Angel City FC and how that um, demographic part of it is important. Yeah, um, I mean, we're having a moment in this city with women's soccer, right? Like Angel City, they came out the gate, you know, so strong and we are so happy to to be with them. And I think everybody in LA is really excited about it. But as partners, they're they're so aligned with really digging deep into some very real issues facing women, non-binary folks and LGBTQ plus populations. And like, we're here for it. Um, Cedar sinai has a lot of work uh, in being done in gender disparity in healthcare, advancing women's health, providing care in the LGBTQ plus space, mm. um, you know, as a very, very focused specialty and it's really exciting for us to be able to have this platform with them and alongside them to be able to speak to these things very openly um, and with an audience that understands exactly what we're talking about. 
And and so for these, you know, these populations, it's great with Angel City. But again, like we we strive to do that with each with each of our partnerships. Mm-hmm. So I think you know what we're what we're doing is we're taking that same model, if you will, and with the Rams, for instance, we're we're very invested in crucial catch with you guys um, because cancer is is a big deal. And so you know, with you guys, that's a lot of what we speak to. We speak to men's health with you. And we're taking that model and, again, staying authentic to the fan base and to the team. And with Angel City, it happens to be women's health. Um, it, and we say youth because, you know, a lot of times in, in many, many household, um, households, women are the decision makers when it comes to health care in particular when we're talking about pediatrics children. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's the platform. And, and of course, obviously LGBTQ plus with them as well. Um, so it's we're not taking a different approach with them, but it is a platform that we have not had before. And yeah, it is so very exciting to be able to do that. So we lost Nina for a second, but we're back. Uh, but she had just basically discussed um, Angel City FCs in particular, as we kind of discussed objectives from the various partnerships. So that's what I wanted to talk about next is um, as we look at hitting those objectives in these partnerships and how that's translated to success for Cedars. Um, understanding first that one of the objectives is associating healthcare uh, with Cedar Sinai, and that's something that people might not be uh, might not be quantifiable. Um, but as we mentioned at the very top of the call, um, Cedar Sinai recently announced that they are the number one hospital uh, ranked in California and number two in the nation. Um, so my question was just basically just wanted to ask how you feel these sports partnerships and achieving these objectives has contributed to uh, any success that Cedar Sinai has had uh, as an organization. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's hard to quantify. Um, but you know, we do brand health studies and that's, that's one way that we're able to kind of gauge that. But really for me, uh, personally, I will still to this day, go out to our activations with our partners. I don't care if it's a weekend, a day off my evenings, it doesn't matter because for me, I know I'm making an impact if I'm getting direct feedback from the community. There is Honestly, for me, like there's nothing that can replace folks on the ground coming up to me and saying, oh, you're with Cedar sinai mm. My brother, my mom, my daughter had their care there and you you guys really took care of them. Mm. And I, I don't know if it's naive of me to say that, but, you know, throughout my career, I have been at activations on the ground yeah. and it, it just there, there's nothing. I mean, the same goes for our hospital visits. You know, there's nothing that proves our collective impact, right? Us and you, um, to me, more than seeing a patient's eyes light up, an employee who's having a really bad day, you know, light up because there is a huge linebacker in a uniform coming to say hi to her. Yeah. Like we watch these people on TV and they're taking time out of their day to come visit employees, patients, families, because of something that you and I did together, Brandon. And, you know, for me personally, there's nothing that can replace that. And I'll know that I'm not doing my job the day that I go to some, to, you know, to some activation and somebody says, 
I don't know about Cedar Sinai, which I, I promise you will never happen because I do my job. Um, but to me, there's that's how I can gauge personally sure. whether we're doing things right or not. Yeah, I love that. And that, of course, the main goal and hearing you carry directly from you is to serve the community, whether it's a specific hospital visit or building a field um, together. But what comes with that, and you probably know a lot more than me, is the next time that someone who attended the hospital visit or who attended this field hears about Cedar sinai that kind of secondary result of that is, hey, like, they did this to help the community, they did this to help me. And because of that, I'm, I'm thinking of them, again, this is more inherently, but thinking of them in such a more, I don't want to use the word positive, but a different light in that, hey, maybe the next time that we are going to get a hot go to visit a hospital, it's going to be Cedars versus someone else. So I think you make some some great points. And awesome to hear too, that you have been on the ground, ground level of, of these activations and hearing that firsthand. So yeah, definitely amazing. Um, but yeah, the next question, I kind of wanted to take this away uh, to a different aspect of um, partnerships that you had mentioned actually earlier on in our conversation. I mean, you talked about how pre, if you were to look at sports partnerships, maybe 10 years ago or so, um, healthcare and hospitals probably isn't a, uh, an area where too, too busy, I should say in, in sports partnerships or, you know, has too much of a presence. Um, but nowadays you can look at maybe essentially every city and you, they have their local hospital or regional hospital or healthcare, um, partnered up with their team. Um, so one that comes to the top of my mind when it comes to Southern California is UCLA health. Um, they partnered up with the Lakers and the Dodgers amongst um, other other partnerships. So my question is, is just how important is it, if, if at all, um, for you to kind of be cognizant of that, of the various healthcare hospital brands that are partnering with sports teams and how often are you looking at what they're doing, whether it's in the community or whether it's something they're doing to increase brand awareness? How often are you looking at your competitors and, and what they're doing in the sports partnership landscape? Yeah, we're always aware, right? We wouldn't be doing our jobs if we weren't aware. Um, I, I fall short of saying it's, you know, competitive per se, um, because, again, what UCLA offers in partnership with the Lakers is going to be different mm -hmm. from what we offer in partnership to the Clippers. Um, and so, you know, I think it's always fun and interesting actually to see what they're doing and what we're doing and how we're all impacting the community. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are territories also, no doubt, right? Like we, as you said, sponsor SoFi Stadium, um, the and UCLA sponsors crypto.com arena. And so mm -hmm. certainly there are um, stipulations that come with that, you know, quote unquote owning that territory. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all, our collective goal is to keep Los Angeles healthy. Our collective goal is to make sure that we're there for our patients. And so while it's certainly a component um, and it's interesting to keep tabs on, yeah. um, we saw with COVID, you know, there was an alliance and it was a very interesting moment. I think obviously worldwide, but it was like, you know what? Like, that's not why we're here. And, and again, it yeah. goes back to, to it being a, a unique product, if you will. Um, and so I think that the type of 
competitiveness that you might see in other industries is not quite there here because there is a common goal um, of, of doing good in the community and, you know, serving our patients. Now, that's a great point that I didn't really think about too, is the industry that you guys are serving in, in healthcare and some of the, going back to the overall uh, overarching partnership or, or partnership objectives that Cedars has, like one of them being like, okay, we want um, people that develop a better education of, Hey, let's get screened for cancer or let's, let's make sure that we're safe and healthy versus a different industry, maybe one more tailored towards beverages or, or, you know, food for, for example, that they're more focused on, okay, like, I just want to beat all my competition. I want to blow them out of the water, but it is interesting to see that perspective from your side of things that while you guys, well, surely you want people to to visit Cedar Sinai in general, you want people to be safe and, and healthy. So that's a, that's a very interesting perspective. Um, the last question that I want to finish up on here is um, the question of asking why sports partnerships. So have a couple of my viewers that possibly are working on in marketing on a brand side that maybe they're currently not, not invested in the sports uh, industry and from a partnership standpoint. So um, again, this is a very open-ended question, but I'll let you take it um, kind of as you will is why sports partnerships? If I'm a, if I'm a brand that's never invested in, in, um, in sports as, as a way of marketing, why is that beneficial and how can that be beneficial to my brand? Um, so this is something I think about a lot, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, again, I come, you know, before healthcare, I worked, you know, in the retail space, in the apparel space. Um, it, what you get with sports that you will not, that you will get very rarely in other industries. Um, but when you're partnering with sports, you get the benefit of fandom, hmm. right? Like a Rams fan is paying attention to what Rams players, what the team does. They're following that lead. In, in Like to a degree that I, I don't know that you can get elsewhere. And so, you know, part of that is, you know, it, it's a lot for the team to be responsible for, if you will, which I think is why you all do such a good job in vetting your partners, right? Like you, there's a responsibility there. And, and I think for us on the brand side, it's like, we know that we're speaking to a very special audience here. Um, and that if we can kind of move into that space and align with, with the team, that a lot of your work is already done. And I think that like, I, I don't, I don't really want to call it a shortcut, but it a little bit is yeah. um, because, you know, you, they, the fans are invested and they know that the Rams stand for a certain thing and that's transferred to the brand. Um, and whether the fans are aware of it or not, I think it's just a product of mm -hmm. human psychology and I think that that's a very powerful thing. And so it, it might be something that folks want to think about and, and how, how can you work with that as a brand? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's something that our last, uh, our last guest from the property side, he's on the sales side, so he knows how to phrase it, I guess, the best way. But kind of talking about what you talked about with that emotional connectivity that people have with their sports teams that you can't find anywhere else or maybe buy anywhere else. So I think that's 
lock and step with what he said last week is just we can't explain it. I can't explain why a sports team matters to me so much or why I feel such a way when my sports team loses or wins, but how that translates to on in terms of a partnership level and how that translates to people's perceptions of brands is something that is very unique and that you can't find anywhere else. So yeah, I have a, I have a, oh, my dog's started barking. Sorry. Of course, <laughs> no, of course he did when I'm trying to record a podcast. Um, the, I have a whole theory, Brandon, about tribalism and, and sports fandom that I won't get into, <laughs> but I do think it is a very, very, um, it's something very inherent to humans. Uh, and so I think that, you know, as we are in this modern world, like these are our tribes, right? Um, and we're going to we're going to align with them and we're going to do the things that they do, because, you know, to your point, we are emotionally connected. Yeah, no. Awesome. And yeah, it's going to wrap up um, today's call uh, or sorry, podcast with Nina. But thank you for joining us uh, today as our first guest um, from the brand side and really, really insightful things that you said. So thank you so much, Nina. Thank you. I'm excited to hear it later. Cool.